Would you rather have a flying car hmm. or have a one terabyte internet connection? <sighs> so ultimate internet or flying car? Okay, so immediately I'd say flying car. Only for the reason that even if I had a terabit internet connection, nobody else would be able to give me that speed. So why the what, what would be the point? I have I have gigabit now. I can't even get it. No, no. I think the question that's a that's a really good point. And that's exactly the way a Linux user would answer the question. Um, but I think the question assumes that you'll have the capability to use it. Like you'll be the only person in the world with a router that could do like one terabyte per second <laughs> internet. Um, so like, you, like everything would come into me at terabit, no matter what. Everything, no matter what, would just come to you as fast. Like oh, you, then I might take that. You never think about anything. <laughs> like just anything you want, just boom, you have it. You down. You might I as would, well. I would take. I would take that for the fact that it's safer. <laughs> <laughs> at that speed, you basically could just own the internet. You could just say, "I just want the entire internet on my machine, just for for no reason." <laughs> just just <laughs> DDoS the entire internet <laughs> from your connection. <laughs> Um, um, I, I think I picked flying car because I don't know. I think of the, I think of the internet as like a communal thing. Like we're kind of, we're kind of all in this internet thing together. Right. So we should all, I've, I've, I'm okay with having a similar connection to everybody else, even though comparatively we in America have a different connection than some other places in the world. But like, I, I, I see that as like something that we call kind of share the constraints right. in versus I don't need to fill a community with the people on the highway. Like I would be fine to just fly <laughs> over them and just fly to work every day oh, yeah, and never like think you about were the it. Only person that had the car. Right. Like you, yeah. Yeah. You? That would be actually kind of nice. I was thinking everyone else would have them too. And I know that'd be like a disaster. <laughs> That's an interesting way to perceive the question. Yeah. So, uh, based on, I answered flying car and 63% of people also answered that. So, I think I'm in the, with the majority. Your your initial answer was also that. Um, but now you've kind of raised a new question. <laughs> Would you rather everyone have a flying car or everyone have super fast internet? I would vote no. for the internet. I would rather people have super fast internet than have a flying yes. car. Yes. <laughs> okay. Well, uh, I, I can't even get into that. Uh, first off, you need like FFA, FAA regulations and all this other crap, and you need like a pilot's license to drive. No, yeah. no, that'd be a disaster. <laughs> Can you imagine the DMV? <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Like, ugh. I don't know. Would there be more or less wrecks? Because it would be like it would be like airplanes where it's like there's fewer wrecks but when you wreck it like really means something you know yeah well i guess i guess instead of just having just having a left and right you could go up and down to avoid accidents <laughs> i don't know i think it would be bad though people can't drive on the road let alone in the air i think by the time we have flying cars we're gonna have to have self uh driving cars because there's going to be no way people are just going to not be able to to drive a car in the sky. No yeah. way. <laughs> yeah, you know, my mom, so actually actually the the family that I have that live up there near you, um they my mom told me a story when I was a kid, but they were adults. And she said that my my aunt um won some sort of contest 
and got to drive a flying car. And my my mom tells me the story when I'm a kid. And I, I, I at the time, I was like, well, my mom wouldn't lie. And I don't think my <laughs> aunt would lie. So there must be flying. Like, in like five years, we're going to have flying cars, right? Like, I just thought, like, yeah, exactly, it must <laughs> exist. They're just still working all the kinks out. And then... Um, as I got older and older, I just, I just began, I, for some reason that, that, that little anecdotal story that my mom told me, like just stuck with me for the rest of my life. And like every once in like every like five or 10 years or so, I would just think like, we still haven't gotten flying cars. I'm beginning <laughs> to think my aunt lied. <laughs> I don't think she really won a contest and drove a flying car. I don't think this ever happened. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's pretty good. Um, yeah. So I don't know. Next time I talk to her, I'm going to confront her about that. I mean, <laughs> my mom's got to be in the room though. Cause I got to say, listen, she told me that you said that you drove a flying car. Now I need to get to the bottom of this. One of you is lying. Welcome to Crowbar Kernel Panic, the podcast at the intersection of Linux, gaming, and flying cars. This is episode 17. Uh, we are live streaming on, we're actually live streaming on two YouTube channels and one Twitch channel and Facebook. Our grandparents can watch us on Facebook, guys. Yeah. Um, but uh, <laughs> you can find the edited versions of this podcast at the YouTube channel Crowbar Kernel Panic. Um, you can send us emails at crowbarkernelpanic at pm.me. You can join us on Discord. There's a link in the show notes. Uh, we actually hang out in the Linux gaming section of the Mintcast Discord. Um, this episode, we're going to do the starting with the news thing again. And we have like a ton. It's all Valve news. It's not a ton. It's only three stories. But we have like Valve news galore this week. So... Uh, I think, you know, I think that is to be said. I think a lot of Linux gaming yeah. podcasts right now are all hyped up on the, on the, uh, the steam deck. So it's pretty understandable. Um, but first off, uh, there was a story posted. Let me see if I can pull this over to the other monitor. Um, this was actually, Oh my, I'm doing the thing again. <sighs> oh no. Oh, I see. I see your, <laughs> I see your screen, like whiting your face out. <laughs> I hate when this happens. Let's see if I can get it. Let's see if I can get it. Come on. I didn't get any suggestions. Actually, we need to check the uh, comments after after news. We'll check the comments, but I don't believe I got any suggestions. All right, we're just gonna pull the whole screen over. Um, so uh, this was uh, uh, posted by GameRants.com. Uh, Valve is hiring people to check Steam Deck game compatibility. Um, the the title is a little misleading. Uh, they're actually as far as I can tell, they've not actually posted like a, a, uh, a hiring page or anything like that, but they, um, announced that they are staffing up, um, support for a section of the, uh, of the steam, of the steam deck department to facilitate this type of, uh, this type of, um, compatibility checking. Um, and so specifically there was a quote from an email, um, it says, uh, we have hired an additional group of testers specifically for Steam Deck compatibility and will continue to hire new staff to support this group. 
Um, it will take some time to perform a Steam catalog check in addition to titles that are released in the meantime. So it sounds like they've already got people hired, I guess basically is what I was trying to get at. Um, and they're right, still yeah. hiring to like support this like group of people. Um, but that's pretty cool. They're doing, they're, they're like working, they're like working towards like checking compatibility. So, yeah, you know, we don't just have to rely on the, you know, they have a small list small relative to the overall yeah, size of right. all of, of steam. Um, they'll, they'll be expanding that as they check, as they check more and, compatibility. Right. And we won't have to deal with, uh, well, we probably will still, but we won't have to just be able to look at, um, proton DB to see, uh, what works. But the caveat to this is we still will have to do that because we, well, you will have a steam deck, but I won't. Hmm. And this is only for Steam decks. This is specifically for Steam decks. It doesn't necessarily mean it's going to work on any other, you know, Proton how, enabled. Uh, yeah, that that is true. But how different do you think it will be? I, I mean, I think it's got to be really close. I, I. It depends. It depends on how um, difference is between the AMD versus the NVIDIA because. They're working with AMD, yeah, and we have Nvidia. So, is that transition gonna be an issue, or is it just gonna work? Like, I I don't know, I, I don't know the depths of Proton. I don't know exactly what the differences are between the different graphics drivers and all this stuff. And when Intel finally puts out their discrete graphics, will that be just another thing that they have to work into the whole equation, or are they just not going to care about any of that and just specifically work on Steam Deck stuff for this whole thing? I think specifically for the Steam Deck compatibility, that's all they're going to care about. Um, right, that's what I'm thinking too. Yeah, and and so you could be right. You're your if you're on a Radeon chip, uh, or if you're on a Radeon card and an AMD chip, you're probably going to be very similarly supported to what they list right. in this compatibility. I think it's going to be very close. Um, but there could, even there, there could be some differences. And then, yeah, like if you're on NVIDIA, there could be even more. But, um, I think just, I believe, I believe just with the success that we've seen of Proton so far, the, the, the range of difference is probably pretty minor, but I don't know. I mean, I, it, I would put it this way. If I saw that the Steam compatibility team had, uh, you know, said something was going to be compatible for the Steam Deck, it would, and I also see it on Proton DB. I, I don't know that. I think where you'd have a conflict would be if if there was a situation where Proton DB said something is like total garbage, doesn't work, but yet the mm-hmm. the compat the Steam Deck compatibility list is like, oh no, it's great, runs fine. Um, right. You know, I don't know which one you would trust, but I can't imagine there's many cases where where that is the that's going to be you the. See, I don't know how deep. I don't know how deep the Proton layer works at like is it just working at the api level like direct x and all that stuff or does it even go deeper and it goes into the drivers like if that's the case then we would see a big difference between the different driver vendors but if it doesn't if it's just working at the api level it probably won't be that big of a uh, difference yeah i don't know the exact details there honestly i don't know either i'm just kind of spitballing it and and kind of just asking the question like is is it going to be any uh, lower level than just the API. Um, a, oh God, a, I don't know how to say, <laughs> ah, God, 
I don't know why I'm having this problem with the uh, with the screen thing. Um, a rogged, a rose, a rosed, rose. Oh, yeah, I think so. I don't know how you <laughs> say that, but they uh, they reported on this as well, which is where I I found the uh, the quote from the from the email. So I just want to point that out. Um, and and they don't report it as uh, Steam is is looking for uh, this staff. It's uh, it's to support a new staff that they've hired for that. Um, but how cool would that be to have that job, right? You get to uh, yeah seriously. test Linux compatibility. Um, you know the early the early episodes of this podcast, and I'm sure many going forward, we basically were performing this task, right? Like we were. <laughs> We were testing yeah. games on Proton and then reporting on how well it did and what we had to do to make it work. Um, so just saying, just saying, Valve, yeah, you're looking for more why testers. Why aren't you like just gobbling us up? <laughs> <laughs> we should be we'll, getting emails. <laughs> we'll, we'll even include a pod, we'll include a podcast with our employment. Yeah. <laughs> we'll um, even send you a cake. <laughs> that could be a lie. Um <laughs> All right, I'm just going to have to just do the uh, moving my screen all the way over thing. Um, so introducing Steam Deck Verified, so this kind of latches on to that, that last story. Um, what they're going to be doing with this information is they are launching a new website that is basically an official ProtonDB, um, only that there's a, there's a difference between the two sites, and, and ProtonDB will still be important even after this. So, so let me explain. Um, so... They have launched a website, Steam Deck Verified. They're doing a whole grading system uh, where they're doing like green, yellow, red to say whether a game is going to be either 100% compatible, playable, but may have some glitches or completely unplayable on the Steam Deck. And this is going to be verified by this, most likely by this group of people that they were just talking about hiring. Um, and is going to be like a search engine website where you can just check every game. And um, they have a with Steam Deck a video here. Um, so here's like an example. So verified, playable, unsupported, or unknown. They haven't had a chance to to check it. Um, they show uh like an image. Let me see if I can find. So if if you're looking at my screen right now, you, I have it up. They have like basically the Steam library, and then they've got the little the little check on whether it is verified or not on that, on that very screen. So before you purchase a game or download a game, it'll, it'll tell you right there. Um, now the reason why proton DB is still important is because of, uh, like we mentioned before, there could be some variations between your setup on your Linux desktop rig versus their setup on a, a steam deck. But also this is going to be like what they officially support in their version of Proton. So they're not going to be doing glorious egg roll. They're not going to be doing like, you know, any various, I doubt they're even going to say like, Oh, this works. If you put in this command on launch, or if you switch to this older version of Proton, I doubt they're going to have any of those types of, this is going to be games that are like, Oh yeah, you install it and it's, and it works. I think what's, what's going to happen is, I think they're going to find out that they're not going to be able to support every game with the latest Proton. And what they're going to have to do is they're going to have to attach hmm. a Proton version to that game. Because once this thing starts That's to roll and they start to get it, all this code in there, it's going to it's gonna end up 
getting too much and they're not going to be able it's going to be like windows you know how with windows as we go on older games start to not work with that linux doesn't have that issue because of wine and all that but but windows does and i think that's what's going to happen and they're just going to have to pin certain versions of proton to certain games um i wish they did that already because a lot of games I do have to have different versions of Proton on, yeah. and I uh, a lot of times I forget, and I have to figure out which one it is yeah. when I reinstall the game. But um, yeah, I think that would be a, a good thing for them to do. So Valve, if you're listening and you have this issue, I already told you what to do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just opened uh, Steam just to look at. So um, yeah, what they would do, I guess you would still have this option where you can go to properties and then uh, compatibility. So if you don't, maybe if we're just speculating here, this is not part of this article, but if they did, if they did know based on their testers that like a previous version of Proton was better for a certain game, it would just automatically choose the appropriate right. one here. And, um, cause some games won't launch on the newer ones. Yeah. Um, and I, I don't know. I think that, I think that would be a, a positive feature, especially it's so easy to change it. If if right. if they if it was like a real Apple move where they were like, oh, we're going to make the decision for you, <laughs> and you don't yeah. get to change it, that would be different. <laughs> but like, yeah, yeah, I think that would be a positive move. Um, hmm. So you can you can have that idea, Valve. We'll give that one to you. Um, but yeah, I think it I think it'll be interesting to see how the uh, the Steam Deck verified compares to what we see on Proton DB. Right. That's what's going to, I'm going to, that's going to be very interesting. I I can't wait to see that. And I want to do a lot of testing and I want to see these games that are, that are 100% working on Steam Deck. I want to see if they're any better on my system than they were in the past. I want to see how it's translating over. Yeah. And I wonder, and I wonder if they've got somebody at Valve, if they've got a group of people that are just doing this, how much influence do they have? If they, if they try Resident Evil Village and it doesn't work, can they influence Valve to change something or to you push something in some direction or, you know, like how much? I mean, more than if that those people didn't exist. I guess we could say right. that. I wonder how many emails Valve has sent Glorious Egg Roll with money attached to it I, <laughs> to I, try to hire him from Red Hat. <laughs> I doubt they've sent him any, but they should be. No, um, they're probably just taking his work. <laughs> they're probably just looking at his his yeah. Proton thing and being like, "Oh, hmm, that that right. seems pretty good." Yeah, but he, de- in in retrospect, he uh, he does that. So so mm-hmm. that's they can take it. It's not like he's doing it on the DL and saying, "Oh, you can't see any of my work." It's all open, making the world better, man. Yep. Um, God bless him. Seriously, <laughs> you know, you know those like uh, those posters that people do of like celebrities, but they look like saints with like the thing. I, <laughs> yes. want, a, I want a glorious egg roll one to put right there. The on samurai, the, the samurai uh, egg roll. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, uh, oh yeah, we didn't talk about this one beforehand, um, and I was planning to watch some videos about this and kind of get a uh, kind of get a I guess form an opinion on it. Um, but I I forgot to do so. I was I was out all day today. I was planning to I was planning to just work on show notes today, but we ended up going like uh, clothes shopping and stuff. Um, but Steam is removing NFT games uh, from its platform. Um, so an update. <laughs> I to thought Steam. this was hilarious. Yeah, it's pretty wild. So uh, an update to Steam's rules and guidelines reveal that the site uh, has banned games that are 
built on blockchain technology or allow for NFT and cryptocurrency trading. Um, I had no idea this was a thing. Like, I didn't even oh, know yeah? games were built on blockchain. I didn't know there was NFTs within games. Like, I had none of no clue about that. <laughs> I was All right. like, wow. So I I apologize to like be reading this article like as we're going over it, but my my understanding is that there is a lot of promise of that sort of thing, and a lot of times there's no delivery on it. Um, mm. Steve is upboarded. It's on boarding page um, under the heading uh, "What You Should and Shouldn't Do um, Today." Game. Okay, this is what I wanted to see. I wanted to see if there was any examples of, of what is existing now. Game creators are reporting that their games utilizing NFTs are being removed from the platform. Below, the Twitter account for Age of Rust, in which players collect in-game NFTs, announced that uh, Steam will be kicking all blockchain games off the platform. So, yeah, apparently there, hmm. there are games that do this very thing. Um, the Age of Rust account adds that understanding Steam's point of view is that items have value and they don't allow items that can have real-world value on their platform. Oh, I see now. Hmm. Because once, once you tie it to an NFT, it actually has value. Well, according to the... Uh, internet <laughs> yeah i could i could see the argument though that there are still things i mean i'm trying to think that you know I, the first thing that popped in my head and, and like i said i, I unfortunately I, sh I should have read this beforehand um the first thing that pops in my head is like when diablo did like the world world auction house type thing uh where they actually were like you could buy things on the auction house for like mm. u.s dollars and sell things um but that had nothing to do with that had nothing to do with steam i don't think that's what it, I, I i don't like I think this is talking more of like like I want I want to buy your sword but mm -hmm. I don't have enough in-game currency. Let me give you $10 for that sword in yeah. real life. I, I mean, think that's what they're talking about. You could like do that. that kind of a scenario. Yeah, you could do that on doubt and they they took it out, but you could do that a, in any game. There was a time period where you really? could do that. There was a time period where Blizzard. Well, you're saying you could actually do it within the game like It you was could facilitated say that. by Blizzard. Yeah, oh, like you wow. could actually okay, they so had I a didn't... real money auction house, yeah. But, I was saying you could do it outside of the game, like no matter what game it is. Obviously, yeah, you can send the guy money. <laughs> that's true too. You can just you can, there's like just like third party websites that will just you know you right. can just buy you can buy a stolen account. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, exactly. But yeah, the, the thing about this is like I I I've I've seen like uh, YouTubers like in the gaming uh, world make fun of like uh, these like NFT like scam games. There's like a lot of games that will like. You know they'll they'll promise the world that like you're going to be able to have you're going to be able to you're going to be able to pick up a sword and that sword is going to be on the blockchain and it's going to be your sword and like no one else will have that right. sword and and then you trade it to okay. another player and that's tracked on the blockchain and and I the the concept is a neat like a cool one. concept it's a really yeah. cool concept and and I think most people would agree that it's a really cool concept but I think there's there are people out there that are taking advantage of the fact that right there maybe some people don't realize how possible or impossible this really is and mm -hmm, or mm -hmm. maybe it's possible on a small scale but it's impossible on a really large scale and there's just there's just grifters out there that like will just take advantage they'll they'll have kickstarters yep. you know promising these things and then 
um, you know, it's really easy to get a game on Steam, even if it's even if it's not released yet. And so, but they look more legitimate because they can link their Kickstarter to this like Steam page. I whenever mm. I read the headline, um, that is kind of where my mind went, you know. And I and there's also like a thing where, um, this is not really a problem on Steam, but I imagine Steam doesn't want to contribute to it. But there's also like these like pump and dump schemes on Twitch where like like big streamers will announce that they're investing in this new crypto mm. and then they push all these people to it and then they just they just sell theirs immediately and then it's worthless right. because they were like the largest, you know, investor in the yeah, entire holder. thing. <laughs> um, oh man, yeah. Yeah, and so no. you know, it's one of these things where like I have like I've been a crypto bro before, like I've I I totally <laughs> love the technology behind it. Um, but there's there's some there's also some sketchy stuff going on these days with uh, yeah with some of this and I think I think that maybe Definitely. Valve is just coming to the they just they're just they're drawing a line in the sand they're saying no we are not gonna cross this line <laughs> that's it <laughs> I think they're just not gonna want I think that they're not wanting to say when they believe something is good or bad and so they're just saying altogether we're not gonna we're not gonna allow right it. Yeah. yeah no I think that's smart because. I think I think that crypto in general is just not not well I don't know how to say it not well not regulated I shouldn't say but like monitored enough mm -hmm. to be able to do anything with it reliably yet you know what I'm trying to say like it's just too volatile and too and too in, influenced like you can influence it too much other than bitcoin yeah. bitcoin's so much right now it's like who knows but yeah, like the smaller stuff the smaller stuff is is so it's so that's influenceable. Me. You that, can you can like like you're saying the streamers they would say oh invest in whatever coin and everyone would invest and then they'd get out and then everyone would have nothing. Yeah my so. my thing about my thing about crypto is is like I was really interested in it when there was a time where I felt like I could potentially mine it. Um, right. Yeah. But like once that became like like nearly impossible, um, I did invest some. But even then, it's like, well, you know, I'm not really. This is not the side of it I was originally interested in. So I just, I kind of just mm -hmm. feel like this is not really for me. Um, and uh, as far as like believing in like the longevity, I, I think the big, like the big three or four, like like Bitcoin, Ethereum, Litecoin, Dogecoin forever, <laughs> Dogecoin forever. <laughs> um, I, I think I think that those like are legitimate. They're gonna. I think that they they are somewhat volatile. But to be honest with you, they they kind of have like peaks and in valleys. But then they yeah. kind of level out. You know, like for they just kind of go think, through these yeah. like spurts. Like no, someone mentions it on television, and then it, and then yep. it blows up, and then drops off again. But then it'll it'll <clears throat> kind of stabilize. But like yeah, but like like a moon coin and like like these like whenever these <laughs> ones, Inu. yeah, it's like Shiba Inu stuff pops up that you like you've never heard before. Like I just I can't I just can't get in I can't get behind anything like that. Yeah, no, I no, I, I totally agree with you there with all these little coins that are like like you know half of a half of a half of a half of a penny. <laughs> you have like five billion of them for a dollar or something. Right, and the like... whole and and the thing is too like and and so like Bitcoin like I remember and here's another thing too. I remember a time where it was like, dude, you can buy a cup of coffee with Bitcoin. You just have to, there's yeah. certain places that will accept it or you have to use a special app to convert it while you're at, like, 
that was exciting to me. Yeah. But the concept of like, well, if you buy a crap ton of it while it's less than a penny and then it blows up to a dollar and then you sell it and you get, I'm not excited by that. Like I that's, want, I want to, I want to use it. <laughs> yeah. That's not exciting to me. Yeah. <laughs> I know exactly what you're saying. I totally get it, bro. Just hodl, bro. Um, <laughs> All right, well, uh, so that's the uh, the Valve news. We had very steamy, very Flash steamy crypto. news section <laughs> this week. Yeah, a little bit of crypto talk there at the end. Uh, so I guess now we'll get into the wanderings. Um, I kind of have, I know that I've talked about this game before, actually, and I don't know how much I talked about it, so I hesitate. I hesitate to do it again. Um, but Baldur's Gate 3, they, they recently had a big, a big patch. Um, I think it's patch number four. And if you don't know, like basically Baldur's Gate three is in early access. Um, it's released by Larian studios, uh, or Larian studio. Um, and that's the same people that brought you divinity original sin. Um, but great game, by the way, great game. Yeah. I love the divinity franchise and I've never played the previous Baldur's Gate, which I know that like if, uh, Graham is one of the people in the chat, he's like pissed that I've never played it. Um, it's a lot of people's favorite game. Um, but the, uh, Baldur's Gate three, the, what attracted me to it was that it's like basically D and D fifth edition. Like, like I know that previous Baldur's Gate were like based on Dungeons and Dragons, but I, I never played those. And I know that divinity is like very similar, but it's not the same. And Baldur's Gate three is like, literally you're playing Dungeons and Dragons. Like it's literally Dungeons right, and Dragons. Yeah. Um, and it is, that's just, it's a lot of fun and it's fun to think things like things that come up in a tabletop RPG that seem impossible in a video game, like mage hand, you know, like if you're able to Mm -hmm. cast mage hand on any object in the room and like in a video game, how do you, how do you implement that in a video game and it not be like just this exploited thing, you know? Um, right. But they they do a really good job of translating all all of those spells and and things to a to a video game world. Um, it is obviously not for Linux. I say obviously, but it's uh it's it's it happens to not be for Linux. Um, Unfortunately, it's heavily in early access. <laughs> heavily in early access. It's um the entire game is not put together. What they're doing is they launch the game in early access. You can purchase the game. You're basically buying the game at full price. It's sixty bucks, um, and and it goes on sale from time to time, but it's it's not often on sale. Um, and uh, you purchase the game, and you can play like the first like chapter or so. Like they have a first like section of the overall story that they've released. And in this most recent patch, they actually issued a, a, a new zone in addition to that. Um, I believe it's the Underdark. If if they didn't just if that wasn't what they added in this fourth patch, it, it was already there. Um, I just haven't gotten that far, and I, but I have seen in playthroughs and things. I've seen that people are in the Underdark. So, so you that's you actually do have this game? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I picked it. Okay. I picked it up whenever it was announced because um, I just knew that some of my friends were getting it, and right. I remember we were going to play it together. You, yeah, yeah. You said that the that the at the time when you first got it, the the mm-hmm. um, performance was pretty bad. Yeah. Yeah. Now, has it improved? Oh yeah, it's very. Know. Maybe you mentioned it. I was reading something else. <laughs> it's very playable now. No, no, it's very playable now. Okay. That's one of the things I That's was going to get into. So, I okay. I happened to reinstall it, and I was using the latest glorious egg roll proton before 
the for before the new patch. Yeah, Lord and Savior, Glory Segral. Um, <laughs> before the most recent patch, I was using that, and it was it was playable, but the cutscenes were like, oh my gosh, they were like running in slow mo, like they were so <laughs> slow. I hate that. That that that's almost worse than the game not working right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> When once you were out of the cutscenes, the game the game operated, but it was and it was almost like I had to like play the game for a while until that would start happening, and then close the game and relaunch it, and then it would work again for a while. Um, you're having your your mics are doing something weird. I just I muted it for the oh. stream. It's back to normal now. It's good. Sorry, I don't know what's going on with that. <laughs> it, it, you know what it That's sounds like? New. Oh, it did it right when you touched it, and now it's not doing it. Is that the Audio Technica? Yeah, yeah. Oh, it that's is. a good mic. I I don't know. It that just started recently, so I don't know what's going on. Um, that's a that's a nice mic though. But uh, so what I what I had to do was um, I changed some of the launch settings. So I switched it to I have this in the show notes, but um, there is a override. Wine DLL overrides equals, and then uh, the C Chrome A editor library sixty four equals <laughs> command. <laughs> da, 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 da. I'll put it in, I'll I'll put it in the show notes. But I I switched to that. It's a DLL override of some kind, and I got it from Proton DB, and that seemed to resolve a lot of my performance issues until the fourth patch came out. The fourth, oh. the fourth patch dropped, um, and uh, they're also using the fourth patch is using that V. Uh, oh my goodness, what is the name of that technology? I sent you a, uh, I sent you a message telling you I'm looking through our history to see to see what it was. Uh. Um, but with this new technology, um, they've improved the graphics performance. VLSS. Oh yeah, okay. we we mentioned it on on a previous episode. Um, they they enabled that in this new patch, and I think that is what broke it for me. But like once the new patch dropped, like the game started running terrible again, like even worse than before. Hmm. Even when I would launch the game, it would crash. Um, nothing was was moving right. Um, I kept that same DLL override. I didn't change that, so I still have that there. But I switched. Um, I switched to the uh, default Proton. So I switched to Proton Experimental um, because more than likely, I'm guessing just there's some changes because of that new technology that um, that maybe is not implemented in the Glorious Egg role yet. Um, yeah. So right now, if I look, yes, I'm using Proton Experimental, um, but the game runs better than it did before. And with, those, with that setting... Um, Everything like the cutscenes are perfect. In game is perfect. I'm getting about 40 FPS, but I never measured it before. I don't know what I was getting before, and I've never played it on Windows, so I don't know what I would get on Windows. Um, but it's a brand new game, still being developed. I don't have the newest machine. That's probably about right. That's probably what I should be getting, even on it's Windows. It's good that the that it is improving. It's not yeah. staying the same, which I'm sure it's probably improving on on Windows as well. Because I I watched a a playthrough of this game and the guy was saying that it was pretty bad like in general like the, oh. the performance on windows so huh. I, I don't think it's it's solely a linux thing um but uh, i'm glad to hear that it's actually improving though that's nice it's um the game is so that's that's another thing too is like 
the game itself is uh, none of the screenshots are showing up for some reason. I run OBS, none of my screenshots show up in the Steam uh, store page. Um, hmm. The game is uh, like it's very in development. So I know that the first time I played it, but on I guess patch one or two or something, um, there's this cut scene in the very beginning. Like you're you you start the game out, you're like on this like ship, um, and then the ship gets attacked by dragons, and you have to, uh, you know, you have to find your way off the ship, and you end up shipwrecked on this island. Actually, the opening is actually kind of similar to Divinity Original Sin 2. Um, <laughs> it's kind of, uh, it's like, what? It's a weird choice that they they did the same thing in both cases, but um, you, you end up... You save some money? <laughs> <laughs> um, but the, uh, there's a scene where a dragon, like, sticks his head in the window of this of this craft and is like breathing fire and like going back and forth and in the first patch of the game they didn't have any of that went rendered so it was just like this like playstation one like <laughs> graphics dragon like his mouth opens and nothing else moves and he just goes i the dragon coming in <laughs> Yeah, and then uh, this big chunk of like unknown material hits your character and knocks him out the window and it's like, what the heck was that? It's just this big block just comes and hits you and knocks you out the window. Um, that's pretty funny. Oh, man. <laughs> they've since rendered all that, so that stuff looks a lot better. But there's moments in the game like that. Like, um, there's a moment where this character pulls a knife on you, and you have to kind of either talk your way out of it or make a strength check to see if you can, like, you know, fight the guy and back away. And uh, after, like, based on the decision you make, um, that guy may or may not still have the knife in his hand. Well, the knife is like this far away from his hand. Like it's like a, a huge, just, <laughs> and it's just like floating in midair as he moves his hand around. <laughs> oh, that's great. Oh man. That so, is great. Um, the game, the game looks very good. Like everything is like very well rendered and stuff, but they've just not worked out all this smooth. There's a few, there's a few glitches. Yeah. They've not, <laughs> They haven't figured all this smooth. Hey, that's stuff normal out. for Skyrim. So I mean, that game's ten years old. <laughs> yeah, it's true. It's true. It's very, it's very Skyrim. Um, there's a uh, there's one part where you play a flute, and it's like uh, my character is like she has her fingers like this, and she's like doing her fingers, but the flute is like halfway in her face. <laughs> it's like sticking out of her face. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> that's good um wow. but it's a very cool game i think it's going to be uh, the thing is is it's either going to it has to improve from where it's at there's no way they call it released and still have those types of problems they'll have to at least fix those um but it seems i don't to be progressing pretty fast though yeah no it's doing pretty good i mean i've had it for a little while like it was a long it was a pretty good chunk of time ago that i bought it um so i mean they've been developing it but I, they have a really good community. Like, there's always videos like on YouTube of like new builds, and people don't seem do they to have root... development videos or no. It's this is pretty closed. They do like a development like a uh, podcast kind of thing. Um, okay, all right. But you may, I don't know how their support model goes. I don't know if you have to be like a Patreon supporter or something, oh, or I if gotcha, that just gets gotcha. released. I'm not sure. I've never right. actually listened to it, but I know that I know that one exists. Um, and. Another another kind of crappy th what keeps happening to me is I keep picking the game up and then losing interest in it and then a new patch comes out and then I pick the game up again but the problem is once a new patch comes out you you can't play your old character anymore it's deprecated so what? you have to start a new character again yeah so like this is probably because it's such in development yeah they're, they're just 
Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I started a character, like, coincidentally, I was interested in it again, like, the night or two nights before Patch 4 came out. And so I made a new character, started it again because my previous character was deprecated. Right. And, um, and, And then I got through the little island section and saved my game. And then the next day, Patch 4 came out, and I had to make a new character again. Hmm. Um, but it's very similar to Dungeons & Dragons, where it's kind of like, you know, well, I'll try something. I'll just try a different type of character out. You know, it's not really... It doesn't really feel that bad. And it, you, it is, an, again, very much like Dungeons & Dragons. You can play it very differently. You don't have to follow the same, you know, set of, right. of paths. Like, there's characters that I got into combat with and killed the first time I played it. But then the second time I played it, I was a little more, uh, maybe I got better roles during the conversation or I was just a little more tactful in the way I approached hmm. it. And I actually wow. didn't, I didn't fight those characters. And then they were involved in other scenes later on. So it's like, hmm. it's very different based on, you know, how you, the decisions you make and how you play through it. It sounds like a very complicated game to, uh, uh, program. So I can see them taking a long time yeah. to be able to, uh, get that stuff right you know yeah yeah no it's 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 a lot of fun and it's closest thing to playing dungeons and dragons uh with an ai that i think i i ever have but you Mm. can also play with you can play with other players you can have a whole party um in the game it sounds very interesting i uh i don't know if i'd be if i'd be interested in it or not but um it does sound it does sound like i could possibly get into it if i if i sat down and really learned it yeah. Anyway, looks like you've been doing some uh Nvidia testing. Or is yes, this is this yes more Fedora testing? It's both. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's really not. I would say cuz uh, well, I guess it is on my new laptop because I never put Fedora on it. It's the first oh, time. Oh, right. Okay. So, yeah. Yeah. Um I do have to say Fedora 35 works fine on Intel, Nvidia not so much yet. It's still in beta, so that's kind of Hmm. iffy <laughs> but for the fedora 34 is perfectly fine um all all around i i installed nvidia it defaults to um the x uh session but i um enabled the wayland session which is it takes a couple of commands here i have them i have them in the show notes um i'm not gonna read them out because they're kind of crazy uh <laughs> but uh you gotta modify some uh some files some comp files to uh, allow gnome it's this is gnome specific um you have to allow gnome to be able to use wayland because it automatically shuts it shuts wayland off when you install nvidia because of how it's been because it's not official yet i guess I, i'm not sure exactly what that is and when they're going to change that but um yeah it looks yeah, like once you're you, you're telling gdm to to use wayland basically yeah. yes basically yeah because because it, it it uses it when it's on Intel, and then once you install NVIDIA, it just automatically says no, <laughs> not to use it because. So, like I said, it's it's still in testing; it's not official, I guess yet. Um, so, yeah, once you once you do all that and you get it and you get it turned on, it works great. Like, yeah, for I should say I should say it works great for desktop stuff. Anything that has to do with that, I did have a couple of of like glitches with steam and mm-hmm. i think it's something to do with with how steam is is designed um i had some white streaks going on i had like half the like a diagonal line going down 
steam and then the one corner of it was white and the rest of it I could see and I could scroll up and down and it would flicker and all this crap. Huh. Um, my other applications worked fine. I don't know why Steam was having that issue. Um, oh, and when you enable Wayland on NVIDIA, the touchpad gestures work, which is why I did it. But this is where I have my problem. I only got to test... Let's see here. Yeah, I only got to test uh, um, ESO. But when I was playing ESO on Wayland and NVIDIA, it it ran fine like the frame rate but it had this i don't even know how to it's like a sh- a shutter it's not a stutter it's like the shuddering as you're moving your mouse around looking around on the screen like mm. when you're moving with your with your keys you're moving forward back whatever smooth but as soon as you start to look with your mouse it like does this weird shuddering i don't kind of like you know how your screen gets with that white <laughs> on it right now yeah, yeah. it does that except for it's not as white and it and it kind of like shudders i don't know it's it's confusing but as soon as you turn off wayland and put it back on x fine works works perfectly i i seem to remember when we were testing fedora 34 having a similar problem and it was probably when i was testing the wayland drivers on 34 that probably was it because this is exactly what's happening like mm. i said i haven't got to test any linux native games or anything like that i didn't yeah. have enough time for that but um definitely had issues with this one and there was more stuttering as well there is always stuttering in um eso um on linux no matter what i do i don't know why but um there was a lot more when i was on wayland uh than with x and with x it's only like every like maybe 10 minutes there's like a stutter here a stutter there that could just be my computer for some reason i don't know but um on Wayland, it was definitely more noticeable as you got into towns and and stuff like that. And if you moved your mouse around a lot, it would really get crazy. Hmm. Hmm. But that was the only issue I had. I, I, once I think once they get that kink worked out, and maybe maybe in uh, the four ninety five drivers, which is coming up. Actually, it's out now for the beta, but it should be coming up pretty soon, full release. Um, hopefully, they get that kink worked out. I don't know. We're gonna find out once I test them. But and that's four ninety five with Wayland. Yeah. Well, I'm right now. I'm on four seventy point seventy four. That's mm. what I was testing on. But I want to test on four ninety five. That's in beta right now, and I just haven't got the um, Fedora doesn't have it in the repos yet, so mm. I can't really. Uh, well, I can test it. I just don't feel like going through the whole manually installing process because that just that just throws a whole another can of worms into the mix too. Yeah. I'd rather have it their official way because that's what people are going to be using. Yeah, no, that's 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 definitely a good way to do it. Um, I want to say that when we tested thirty four, I I I felt like the Wayland support for Linux native things like uh, Counter Strike or something like that. Um, was really good. It was just on trying to run things on Proton where it was like impossible. Right. Yeah, um, like I said, I didn't really get the test. I should I should definitely do that for next episode and kind of give an overview of a couple of games. But uh, well, how do you yeah. feel about Fedora thirty thirty five just in general? I really like the install. Like it's really nice because it's got the same same Anaconda installer. But then once you boot into your system, there's a whole bunch of extra setup stuff they have now like um excuse me you can um enable the third-party repos which includes nvidia and if you enable the nvidia drivers it will install them 
when it when you log into your system like automatically once you enable it just enabling the third-party repo won't do that you have to go in and actually enable nvidia that's nice that's really good because that was yeah i don't even know uh, yeah i have no idea when they added that like into the beta but this the newest one they added that and it's really nice because we did uh when we did the 34 review that was one of the things i struggled with was installing the nvidia drivers it turns out i did it like some stupid way um but uh, <laughs> you did the old way <laughs> yeah um but yeah that would have been a whole lot easier if i had just if i had just known to do that um yeah the the best way to do it if you don't do it that way is to install the ak mod nvidia driver that's like their own kernel <clears throat> module for it and that just installs everything you need for it hmm. i kind of miss fedora I kind of would, I would go back to it. I've been doing this uh, pop thing for a while, but I can't seem to resolve this weird tab issue where I open windows that's, and they turn that's white. That's really weird. Like, I don't know. I really like Fedora. Like, I just, I really wanted to like pop. I really didn't. I do. I do like it, but I yeah. just, I just, Fedora is just that tinge bit smoother. And maybe if pop moves to hmm. Wayland, maybe it'll be smoother. But man, Fedora just is so smooth on Wayland. It's, Oh, it's like butter, man. <laughs> I can't maybe, believe it's not X. <laughs> <laughs> maybe I should try it again. Maybe I maybe I should give it a shot again. I don't know. I don't know. And, and like I was expecting this Fedora just just not work on my laptop because of how proprietary it is. Yeah. <laughs> and and it just worked out of the box. Like everything yeah. worked. It defaulted to the Intel drivers. I could install the Nvidia drivers. And then everything worked. The only thing that I have to add is the 470 drivers with Wayland, NVIDIA Optimus does not work. And that's the technology that you can switch between the Intel driver and the NVIDIA driver. And you can put it on, um, not balanced, but when it switches automatically. You can either manually switch it or you can have it switch automatically. Right. Um, That does not work on Wayland yet. I'm hoping that the 495 drivers that will work. Um, I'm not sure if it's Optimus's problem or if it's um, uh, Nvidia's problem. Like, I don't know if they need to. What we're what side of the the fence needs to fix it? But one of them needs to fix it for Wayland. It could be a little bit of both, and yeah. I doubt Optimus is going to fix it anytime <laughs> soon. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, Optimus worked great on X. I mean, you can yeah. switch. It's all terminal. Um, there is a Qt version of the Optimus. <clears throat> um, for a GUI for a GUI to switch them, but command Optimus line works QT. fine. Yeah, that's that's it. Yep. Um, but the command line works fine. Uh, I didn't I didn't get to test that because I wanted to do it on Wayland and it just didn't work. And I was just like, eh. <laughs> but my problem is is when I switch to X to play my games, I can't use the touchpad gestures. Oh, they're so nice. They are so nice. Like it. When I install Fedora and I use those touchpad gestures, it mm-hmm. brings me back to my first Mac when I had oh, those okay. touchpad gestures. And it's so smooth. And I'm like, man, every Mac user needs to try Fedora like just once because they will just be at home. <laughs> I wonder if there's some third I wonder if there's some third party way to install the touchpad there gestures. There is. There is uh, because Pop does it. Pop has um Okay. What do I call that uh touchpad gestures and they're on X. But mm-hmm. to do it in Fedora, you need to add all these other components, and then you have to um, you have to uh, customize them for yourself. And I don't feel like going through all that just to have it where eventually it's going to work. Nvidia is going to work on Wayland 
good and I'm not going to have to worry about that. Uh, you could be waiting a while, man. It might be worth just. It could be. I <laughs> it might be know. worth investing in that <laughs> in that configuration. <laughs> well, it's it's not it's not too bad because I do I do have my uh, gnome extensions for uh, for that to to make up for that. I have the uh, hot corners where you can switch everything real quick. Yeah. Um, if I have to, that's what I have on set up on X, so then I don't have to worry about it. But. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I hope I'm not waiting too long. It's it's really it's really cool to be able to like kind of like install this brand new stuff and test it. That's that's really the core of what I what I like about uh, Fedora because it's so new. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's so on the money. Uh, it's even newer than Arch sometimes. Sometimes, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, for real. Um, who I feel like we had that conversation. Oh, I think it was last episode. We talked about how in some ways Arch is actually more user-friendly um, than even Fedora. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah, definitely. Some ways, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, just like anything every anything you want on Arch is like at your fingertips. And I guess you could say that about Fedora too. But like in Arch, it just seems like in most cases, somebody out there has already done it. And you just you just need yeah. to follow their steps or right, or right. download their build of it, you know. Um, exactly. Fedora. Sometimes you run into something that is just so new that you know there's very yep. little. Because that's how like I felt your, whenever uh, I was doing pipe uh, wire, right? Pipe wire, right? Exactly. Yeah. 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 Um, I See, I don't have a problem with pipe wire. Pipe wire works great for me. You know what? It. I really feel like it was my. I really feel like all the trouble I had there was my USB interface. And specifically the USB cable I use for it because, you know, I was telling you that like I hadn't seen it in a long time and I thought the problem was solved. Well, it it happened to me again after I told you that, but that was the first time, (laughs) dude, that was the first time in months. Yeah. I mean, it was the first (laughs) time in like two months that it happened. Wow. Okay. And, but I was recently using my USB interface to record, um, guitar and so I had moved some things around and I probably had jiggled that cord. Whereas ah. before that it sat for a long time with no movement. And this time, time for new cord? yeah, I think it's time for a new cord, but this time whenever it happened, I was suspicious of it. So mm. I got the pop up here where like, if I go to settings and then I go to sound, um, I had the same scenario where, I there was nothing in this item right here uh, for output device. Hmm. And what I did was I just unplugged my USB and then magically my other audio device just popped up. Hmm. And then I plugged it back in and then the USB popped up. So I think it's literally that cable. I don't I don't even think it's the device. I think it's literally that USB cable. And the USB cable, the device didn't come with one. I'm just using some spare one that I had somewhere. And ah. it's some like... It's some sketchy looking one, you know, that I got with something somewhere. Some eBay Chinese model. <laughs> yeah. So it's it's probably just that cable. I need to I need to like order a new cable or uh go to Best Buy or something and that'll probably solve that problem. And then and then I probably won't even know I'm running Pipewire. It'll probably work like a charm. Could be. And then we got to go back and redo thing. all those reviews cuz they're all bogus now. <laughs> Yeah, that's fine with me. We can always go back. <laughs> yeah, we could use another Fedora video for whatever reason. That's like that video. Yeah, it's still, it's still killing it. Still over trending. There. Still trending. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
By the oh, way, man. I'm going to check out. Let's see if we got any. Uh, I don't know if we've got any comments recently. I did not look either. I am really bad with that. <laughs> we got. Uh, we did get some new subscribers. Um, we're almost Ooh, cool. at 70 subs now on YouTube. Um, and so that's that's looking good. Let's see if uh, I don't. I don't. I don't know. see any comments on our last one. Yeah, I don't think we got any comments. I don't think we got any new comments to go over. So uh, we may just round out the video here. I, I had another game I was going to talk about, but I didn't really get to play it much. I I bought it because it was on sale. It was like seven ninety nine. Um, because Steam is doing this really cool thing this week. Um, it is the Steam Digital Tabletop Fest. RPG hmm. edition, and it's just for this weekend. It was October twenty first. Oh, to the twenty fifth. Oh. So it's it's going to go on tomorrow too, basically. Um, but it's uh, it's a ton of uh, r- tabletop RPGs, um, things like Gloomhaven, um, which hmm. is another game I've been meaning to pick up. How much is it on sale for? Oh, it's still thirty five bucks. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, it's a little high, but it's that's like my limit. Piece <laughs> It's a PC game version of the tabletop game Gloomhaven. Um, they also have, uh, of course, they have Baldur's Gate. Um, they have a, a bunch of games right now that's listed in this section. Not all of them are on sale, though, because Baldur's Gate's not on sale. It's full price. Um, Divinity Original Sin huh. 2 is seventeen ninety nine right now. That's a really good game. Um, I can say on Proton it runs very well. You don't need to make any modifications. You can just install it and play it. Um uh, Wildermyth. This is one. It is a Linux native. I've heard good things about it. I've never played it. Um, uh, Slay the Spire is like a card. It's like a card game RPG combat kind of thing. It is also Linux native. It's another one I've seen good things. It's nine ninety nine. Uh, but then they have things like Tailspire, which is like Tailspire is currently eighteen seventy four, and what it is is like a tabletop simulator. Um, hmm. where you can basically build out a a three D. Um, oh wow, that's cool. Yeah, it's really nice. You can build oh. out like a three D world for your players, and then actually run a D and D game campaign, where you know the GM tells a story and moves all the miniatures and stuff, and then the players can move their miniature. They can roll dice in the game. It's really really cool. I, I actually really that's want this. But what's keeping me from buying this is, well, it's not Linux native, so I'd have to make sure it would run uh, on Proton. It right. probably would, though, because I doubt it's a very complicated game. Um, but it's like you have to, uh, every player has to have their own copy of it. It's not like I could buy it as the GM and then my players uh, join my game. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah, that stinks. Normally it's 25 bucks. I can't ask my players, each of them, to, to buy a $25 That's, game. That, to, me, to me, that kind of sounds like a money grab. Yeah, it's a little sketch because there's other there's other tabletop simulators that are a similar kind of thing, but you just you someone buys the the game and then other people could join their game. Um I'm scrolling. If if it was like you bought the game and then you could like send people an email or something like that within the game and they got yeah. the game for like five dollars. Oh instead yeah instead of yeah, that, that would be good too. Would be I would be fine with that'd be great because then you could have, you know, your players join for a lot cheaper. So the other one that I've used before, and it's, I just was checking to make sure it was in this list too. There's fantasy grounds. Um, and there's fantasy grounds unity. Um, I believe 
Unity is Linux is available on Linux. I'm looking at it here. It's thirty one ninety nine, so it's more expensive. But that is the way this game works. The GM buys it basically, and then other people get. He sends them a link, and they join his game. Okay, and so that's for free. You don't even have to. Yeah, the other players don't have to pay anything. Yeah, I've, I've, See, I've that that is even better. I played in a game on this before, and it and it 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 actually was really nice. It worked really well. It does a lot of stuff. A hmm. lot of stuff that players and GMs have to manage. Mm-hmm, this will do mm-hmm. it for you, basically. You just click on the spell you want to yeah, cast. Yeah, you were saying that about, um, like, uh, what was that? The card game. Oh, I can't think of it now. Oh, uh, the Lord of the Rings card game? No, or no. Magic the, the Gathering? Uh, the Magic, Magic the Gathering, yeah, yeah. Where, the, where online it, it does a lot of the management for you. You don't have to remember everything. Which right, that, right. That, to me appeal, that would appeal to me, because that's where I get confused is the management <laughs> part of everything. Well, uh, during this sale, I picked up a game called War Tile. Um, I've only played through like the first round of it, the first two rounds, because they have like a little intro round and then they put you in a real round. Um, but it is basically a simulated tabletop miniature game where you have these little minis. They're on little like you know they're on little mm-hmm. plates, just like a just like a miniature would be. Um, there's like a card game element to it where you have cards for the different spells that you can cast. And, um, and, uh, your mini does animate. He has like a pose that he gets in, but then he also can, you know, do combat, you know, he has this, it is animated. Um, but it's on a hex, a hex grid, hexagonal grid. And you're given like quest objectives and then you move your pieces around and basically play out this game. It's not, I don't think it's based on any real game. This is just made for war tile. Um, but it was, uh, it is a windows game. It's currently on sale for seven ninety nine. I didn't do anything, but install it and run it on proton. No modifications, no changes or anything like that. It runs as if it were native. Hmm. I did have it crash on me once. So I played through, I played through one of the, uh, uh, missions and I got all and I completed the mission, got all the way to the end, and then whenever it was like showing me the results of my playthrough of that mission, the game crashed. And when I opened it back up, it had not confirmed that I, I had to do it again. I had to do the same one hmm. again. It didn't actually take that I did it. That's weird. I don't know that that was a proton thing or if it was just a me thing or if that could possibly happen to you while you're also on Windows. I don't know. Um, I didn't play it long enough to really verify if that was like a recurring issue, but I would say if you're like me and you like PC games, but you also really like, uh, um, war games and RPGs in in real life, this is a really cool kind of mix between the two, between the two worlds. Um, but, uh, yeah, but I guess, I guess we'll take it with a grain of salt because I did have that one issue, but I don't know. That could have just been me. It's really neat concept though. Um, but, uh, I guess we can wrap up the show. You got anything else you want to talk about? Uh, no, I think we're good. This was a pretty good episode. All right. We'll catch you next week. Thanks for watching and peace. See ya.